I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Now, on April 30th, 2022, a date that will go down in history, two champions went toe-to-toe in New York City, and women's boxing emerged as the winner. Katie Taylor cemented her legendary status as she retained her undisputed world lightweight titles. Amanda Serrano, like the brave boxer, made a career-high payday, as both are reported to have banked over a million bucks apiece, and they also enhanced their reputations. They're standing on the shoulders of giants, though, and we're joined by one on the rocky road today. Long before Taylor and Serrano, there was Christy Martin and Deirdre Gogarty. The duo went to war in 1996 on the Mike Tyson versus Frank Bruno undercard at MGM Grand in Las Vegas. It was, uh, the 30, it was the 32nd pro contest of Martin's career, but one of the most important, one that brought an entirely new audience to the sport as the first women's boxing match that was shown on pay-per-view. Back in Ireland, inspired by Gogarty, who the following year would win a world title, Taylor started to train alongside her dad and brothers, pretending to be a boy to take part in amateur bouts before fighting in the first sanctioned contest in Ireland in 2001. The rest, as they say, is history. Christy Martin, you were at the Garden on Saturday night. What are your thoughts as, what were your thoughts as first Serrano and then Taylor made their ring walks in front of that sold out crowd? Yeah, it was, it was totally unbelievable. Um, I mean, the, the atmosphere, the hype, the electricity, the excitement that the fans were so into this female fight—I mean, it was unbelievable. Uh, the the response that both, both both females got, both women got, both boxers—it doesn't matter, male or female. I mean, the crowd—they they stood on their feet most of the fight. Yeah, there seemed to be a beautiful blend between the Irish fans and the Puerto Ricans. It's like <laughs> they have to run it back just because of the, the, the atmosphere that seemed to be created by the fans. And they knew that they were in for a great show as well. Uh, absolutely. And the very truth is, of course, there are, there are lots of Puerto Ricans in, in New York. So I really felt like the garden was going to be full of Puerto Ricans. but And it was. But the Irish fans, I feel like we're a little more vocal. And and maybe there were even more of them. I'm not sure. Uh, but the thought that Katie Taylor had the support from her country that people would fly over the pond to come to see her fight is 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 just 
unbelievable. It's overwhelming. And, and I, I hope, and I, and I think as she made her ring entrance and he, she made that walk, she took it slow. She took in every moment. She took in all the fans, all the excitement. It's such a special day. And um, they put on a hell of a show. So they deserve, they deserve everything that they, they receive uh, from, of course, from the payday, but from the fans. Mm. Now, you were in attendance at Madison Square Garden, the first women's boxing match to headline that uh, famous venue for the sport. How did you end up getting there? Did you Were you offered a ticket by the organizers or, you know, were you there as some sort of representative pioneer? What, or did you have to, you know, buy a ticket like everybody else or what? How did you make your way to New York? Yeah, I, um, I actually came as a guest. I would have been anyway, but I, I came as a guest of Madison Square Garden and, you know, got, got great t- treatment from the garden. And then, of course, uh, Katie and Amanda treated us to a to an awesome fight. Yeah, it's great. And it's it's great that they did um, find a way to honor other female trailblazers of uh, the sport. There was uh, there was a lot of emotion in the room. How did you like were you close to tears as it as it nearly came on? I know there was a lot of people that were emotional. Yeah, it was. Um... It was very, I was very nervous. Like I, I, I was nervous for them. I, I, the, the hype of the fight, the excitement of the fight, the pressure, um, not just fighting each other. I mean, it's the, these are two champions going to, to battle, but the pressure of, they had to know that everybody around the world would be watching. And they were, you know, unfortunately we're still at that point where people are making, waiting for women's boxers to make a mistake so they could say, ah, told you so they're really not that good they did just the opposite there's no way that anyone walked away from that venue or turned their tv off on saturday night and said anything but that was a great fight whether they agreed with the decision or not that's not even what we're talking about it doesn't even matter it did you know in the big picture it doesn't matter because what they did in the ring that's what people are talking about that's what people are are gonna be like oh wow you know when when will these women fight again? And um, it, it, it's just all positive. I I I, uh, I couldn't be more excited and and happier for both female fighters. Did you uh, meet either of them before the bout, or was it strictly afterwards? I actually um, had exchanged messages with Amanda Serrano. She had sent me a message asking would I be there and was there anything that she could do, her team could do, to um, you know get a ticket or anything like that. So so I could be there or would be there and. Um, and then afterwards, it was kind of by chance. I, they were walking me to the press conference and we walked by Katie Taylor's dressing room, which she wasn't there yet. And so I just kind of waited around the corner and tried to hide. I didn't want to be, I didn't hmm. want to be in her, that was her moment. That was, that was her time. Um, but as she walked down the hallway, some of the, the, the photographers came over and, and, and snapped some pictures. Um, but I just wanted to tell her that they did a great job and she made us all proud, uh, all fighters, not just female fighters. They made all fighters proud of, of the performance they put on. Um, what was her reaction? Because I know y- your fight with Gogarty was so important to a young Katie Taylor. What was her reaction to seeing all these people kind of come into her dressing room afterwards? And especially you, like as someone who's important to her career. You know what? The funny thing was, it was really sweet because the first thing she said to me was um, she had so much respect for, for Gogarty. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, so do I, you know, and, and we're friends. Gogarty and I are friends. And then, then of course, we, we talked about her, the fight and how awesome that the fight was and that, you know, they really did a lot for, for women's boxing. And, um, you know, the sky's the limit. I mean, 
not that they didn't really reach this guy, but they might go above it. You know, they, they definitely broke through the glass ceiling and, um, you know, who knows, who knows what's next. Well, I, I, I can tell you what I think will be next. I'm sure the rematch will be over there and in her country in Ireland somewhere. And, and all those people that at some, at one point refused to give her a license to be a boxer will be there probably in the front row, uh, cheering her on and thinking how big a fools they were. Yeah, well, I think the ship has sailed and most people that uh, were honoured to see Katie Taylor box as an amateur and just the success she brought to Ireland, you know, quickly would have changed her views uh, from 2001 onwards. But when when the fight broke out, um, Taylor took a little bit of control early. Obviously, Serrano had her real moment in the in the fifth round. What were your thoughts? Uh, the roof, I'm sure, nearly came off. Like Serrano nearly stopped uh, Katie Taylor in that fifth round. What were you thinking? Uh, actually, uh, Rosie Perez, who's very famous, you know, she she turned around and asked me, what did I think going into the, to the fifth round? And I said, you know, I don't know. It's very, very close because Rosie, of course, is Puerto Rican. Um, she was, uh, I said, you know, I can't pick right now. It's very close. So I don't know who's ahead. And then then uh, Katie Taylor got hurt in the fifth round. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, Amanda might stop her. Yeah. And but but just the opposite. She showed what a true champion has. And that's, you know, heart, courage, guts. She put it all back together. She she recollected herself and, and was able to get back to her game plan. And and really, it's funny because the tide turned and, and maybe it was because Serrano thought maybe she thought she had her out and, and then like lost her focus. But once Katie Taylor came out for the next round, it was like a totally different fight. Yeah, that's that's probably the bit that cemented Katie Taylor's legendary status even more, isn't it? Because every every champion has to go through some sort of adversity. And I know she's been through adversity previously in her career. She had that incredibly tight with Delphine Pursuun at the Garden. Um, but this time, you know, to see it nearly all fall apart in that fifth round and then to be back winning rounds, you know, give or take may, maybe the sixth in some eyes, but certainly the seventh, maybe the eighth in other eyes. And to see her go through that... Uh, hardship and to come out come out firing again was really special oh no 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 question um she just she shows what a true champion has you know that's just look when the, when the ships are down and um you know you have your back against the ropes you have to be able to figure out how to pivot and get off and and um recollect your composure and that's i mean that's exactly what she did she mm. she she just showed her that she's a true champion I think she's a bit of a, she likes, she likes the idea of going to war as well. So she could box all night, but then she kind of wants to, you know, bite down on the gum shield and have a bit of a war, have a bit of a tear up, as she said to the media on many an occasion and has proved it by the way she's fought in a lot of fights. So yeah, there's, there's gotta be a colleague of mine wrote that she's a sicko and, and you meant it as a compliment, but that's, right. that's, what she, that's the kind of fighter she wants to be. She, she's Irish. She wants to, she wants to entertain and she wants to fight almost like maybe like some of the Puerto Ricans as well. Like, but. Right. Well, I, I leading up to the fight, when people would ask me for a prediction, I, I, I wouldn't give one because I felt 100 percent that Serrano was the puncher, but the aggressive fighter. And Katie is is a very she's like she's good at everything. And and I didn't know whose whose style was going to be able to overtake the other one. And it was kind of like um each round was different. One style worked, then the other other was able to make an adjustment, and then they came back and and was able to impose their style and their will. So it, it definitely was a to me it was a styles 
make fights kind of fight. And, um, you know, Katie, just her style, her movement, and she would step in, throw a great combination, boom, and be gone. And, and she was throwing combinations with power as well. She's a boxer puncher. She's a really, really good, solid boxer puncher. And, um, you know, she did what she had to do. In the arena that night, I thought, um, I thought the fight was probably going to be a draw. And, and I thought the judge that had it really wide for Katie was not right. After I came home and I watched the fight, it, I agree. I agree with that judge that had a, a wider margin for Katie. I think it was like seven to three, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a six, four as well, I think, wasn't there? And yeah. So it was, it was, it was, yeah, six, four, seven, three. I, I think a six, four seems about fair. All right. Uh, I, could, I could see a seven, three. Um, but Serrano fought, Serrano fought a tremendous fight. And if she was just able to, um, uh, do you think she's going to have regrets about maybe not stepping on the gas? But then again, you got to maintain. And even during the fifth, I noticed watching it back there even again today before we came on the call, um, even noticed in the fifth, Katie, the worst round probably of Katie Taylor's professional career so far, you know, the most hurt she's been. She still, she hit Serrano with a, with a right hand to the chin with about 10 seconds left. Just right. to say, I am keeping you honest. I'm not letting this... I'm not letting you steamroll me in the next round. And it just, just seemed to do enough to hold Serrano off. So we can say, did Serrano let off the gas or did Katie change her game plan? Did change, did, of course, she recovered from being hurt, uh, but then she was able to, um, to really stick to her game plan, to enforce her game plan, to really take over the, the way the fight was fought. Uh, from that point on, whereas maybe before she was she was letting Amanda, maybe she just wasn't doing what she needed to do. I don't want to say she was letting Amanda Serrano do anything because she wasn't. Serrano was imposing her style and her will. It, it just it was a great fight. It was back and forth. It was, um, you know, we had to see it again. I, I'm pretty sure we'll see it three times. You think we're uh, you think we're looking at a trilogy? I, I think so. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if. um you know, I don't know if Serrano can actually come to to your country and have the same kind of performance that she had in her country. Um, that's why you, you have to really give Katie Taylor big props. Yes, she had a great fan base there, but she still had to come over here. I have no idea how long she was here uh, prior to the fight. But you're away from home. You're away from your regular diet. You're away from your surroundings. You're away from your gym. Um you know, I, I'm sure Eddie Hearn did everything he could to make her feel comfortable, but it doesn't matter. You're still yeah. not home. Well, she's essentially based in Connecticut these days, and she was doing a bit of training out of Boston as well. But yeah, like, I mean, Serrano's, you know, a Brooklynite, isn't she? And she would have had, you know, she would have had her people there. Whereas Katie's, like you say, or, like you said earlier on, had to fly across the pond to get there. But yeah, it looked like it looked like her house, even the way she um, she entered the arena. And I think they said under the zone commentary, sometimes you just got to s- stop and smell the roses. And the way she walked in so slow was like, and I think Hearn, the promoter said earlier in the week, this is her room. It's it's Serrano's town, but it's her room. And it, there was a feeling of that, you know, prior to the prior to the fight starting. Again, I was I was really surprised because as we say here, uh, we 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 refer to the the Puerto Ricans that live in New York as New Yorkans, and um, and I really thought they would fill the house and uh, and be loud and 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 very boisterous and and just obnoxious <laughs> yeah. you know, but it, it really wasn't you know it was it was it was katie's house um christy in your career you fought in some you fought in some 
fantastic venues. Like just looking back over your record there, I think nine times at MGM Grand, like, you know, on, on I think four consecutive Mike Tyson cards when there was an absolute frenzy about him again when he was coming after he was released from prison. Uh, you know, you were at Caesars Palace. You fought a couple of times at Madison Square Garden yourself just on, on undercards. Uh, like the Silverdome, um, you know, Staples Center, Mandalay Bay. How did how did these arenas compare to the, the Madison Square Garden that you saw on Saturday night? Or did it just was it just a little bit different knowing that this is a female main event? You know, 95% of the of the fans here are see, here to see these two women. That was that was that was awesome. But let me just say this. Yes, I fought in a lot of venues. I fought, you know, all over the United States. Um, but there's still no feeling like fighting in the Mecca and that's, that's the garden. Um, and so to be the headline bout of that and not just be the headline bout, but to fill the arena, cause that's what they did. I mean, they filled the arena. Um, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the, um, how they feel today, actually, uh, even today after, after such a great fight. And I'm sure they're both still doing tons of press and out there, uh, talking about the fight to everybody. I, I don't think there's words for it. I don't even know. I have no idea how, how they feel um, because I know how honored and excited I was about fighting in the garden on an undercard. I think it was um, Felix Trinidad was, was the main event, maybe both times. Both times. Yeah. Yeah. Trinidad. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's like to me, and it might be because of an age thing. Uh, you you want to fight in the garden. If you're a fighter, you want that to be part of your career. Like pre pre Katie Taylor, like we've seen the Trailblazers from this side of the Atlantic. You've got your Jane Couch, Deirdre Gogarty, obviously inspired Jane Couch into being a boxer, and then Katie Taylor as well, who came along from the USA. The name that we all know is Christy Martin, and then there's Leila Ali. You know Lucia Riker as well, come from the Netherlands, and this was. Holly Holm, you know, she's actually looking at making a comeback into boxing uh, to fight Katie Taylor if she can replace Serrano in the pecking order. But did you ever feel that you came close to having an opportunity like Taylor and Serrano had to to headline somewhere at, like the like Madison Square Garden, like even given the amount of illustrious venues that you did box at in your career? Well, it was a different time. You know, women's boxing was still not like accepted as much as it is today. And uh, when I fought Leila Ali, we did headline the show down in um Biloxi, Mississippi, which was it was a ten thousand seat venue. We we filled it up. We actually oversold it and had to add more seats, but it it's, it wasn't the garden. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and you know what? The truth is, I just wanted to be a fighter at that time because, well, anytime I just wanted to be a fighter, and I wanted people to say just like they walked away on Saturday night saying that was one hell of a fight. They, they were walking away saying that was a, that was a great women's fight. No, they were saying it was a great fight. And that's the way during my career, I wanted people to walk away and say, um, that was a good fight. She's a good fighter. And you know, once that happens and people start seeing women fighting, but they walk away saying, damn, that was a good fight. Um, I, I think then we'll know that women's boxing's made it. And, and, and it took a giant leap Saturday night. Yeah. And it also, I suppose, helps to know the fighters' stories, know who they are, know where they're coming from. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, I think each, HBO for us over here was the best at that. They started out with the um, like the follow up a couple of weeks before the fight. And you really learn a little bit about each fighter. And that's something that with the zone, they were, we were definitely, um, you know, definitely familiar with Katie Taylor 
and Amanda Serrano is now connected with Jake Paul and, and all the social media stuff. So people are learning more about Amanda as well. So, yeah, I mean, when you, when you feel like you have a little skin in the game, it's always much more yeah. fun to sit back and watch and like you, you decide who you want to cheer for, even though in this particular fight, I really, I really couldn't, I didn't want to cheer either way. I just wanted to cheer for it being a great fight. Um, and then it was, so I, they won, you're, but I won too. <laughs> so you're a neutral in this fight. I was going to ask you, you must've had a little hint of pro Serrano in you. I, I really, you know, at, at the beginning I was like, well, you know, she's more of a puncher. She probably fights more my style, but I really just wanted it to be a great fight because that was the only way women's boxing was going to win. And, and, um, and I could feel their pressure. I could, I, I, like I said earlier, you know, I felt like I could feel that nervousness and I could feel the pressure that they must have because I had it every time that I fought. Um, but it was never what they had on them Saturday. Yeah. And Deirdre Gogarty, when she fought you in 96, she said afterwards that the pressure got to her. So six rounds and you had a bit of weight on her, I think, at the time. And and she fought her heart out. But she said afterwards uh, to the Irish Times, she said, the occasion really got to me being out there in front of so many people. I idolized. I saw the shots coming, but didn't seem to be able to get out of the way. Uh, trainer said she needed to take some mean pills. What What are your recollections of that fight? It's obviously a fam- it's a famous fight, that one with Gogarty. And it's people said it was the best women's fight prior to Taylor Serrano. Right. And that's what I, I uh, exchanged messages with Deirdre um, Sunday. And I, I, I said exactly that to her. I said, you know, I think after 25, 26 years, we've been, <laughs> um, but it, you know, what we did, I, I really do think that it helped make possible for what they did Saturday night. And um, that fight was a, a total, it was a war. It was a great fight. Um, Deirdre is very skilled and, it was a lot like, um, in some ways, how Saturday night was. I was the stronger puncher, um, and, and Amanda Serrano wanted to be the stronger puncher. I don't know that she was stronger, though, as, as I watched the fight. Um, she's definitely the more aggressive fighter, which would be like me, and uh, Deirdre would be more like Katie, more of a, a really accomplished sound boxer. Yeah, and it's uh, but it's a fight that, you know, you're involved in something historical and all these years later, you know, 26 years later, it's something people still speak about. That must be, and I know you yourself had a lot more famous contests as well, but for, I suppose Gogarty versus Martin, Martin versus Gogarty is one that people just seem to pick out and, and speak about. And probably more so maybe even on this side of the world, because it's, it's an Irish boxer involved in a historic contest. No, it's the fight that changed the world for women's boxing. And uh, that's why wherever you are, if if you know about anything about women's boxing, it is the fight that changed the outlook. I mean, it's the fight that Layla Ali watched and decided she wanted to be a boxer. And so Layla Ali brought a shot in the arm to women's boxing for a minute because her dad's mom and Ali. And uh, so everybody wanted to see what she could do. She did go to the gym and really, um, you know, improve. Uh, she was a good fighter, a really good fighter. She, she was a big girl. Um, she was also at the fight Saturday, sat just a couple seats down from me. So it was good to see her. And, and I feel it was important that we supported what was going on Saturday. I mean, it was kind of, I don't know if it's not changing of the guards, but it was, it was, um, it was just a huge step up for women's boxing. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't see how you, you know, you guys couldn't be there and it must've felt, it must've felt fantastic to see the fight deliver because there was so much promise and, 
how disappointing would it have been if it was a letdown? But it wasn't. It was actually it, it over exceeded expectations, as Taylor said himself. And they knew the pressure that was on them as well. They knew they knew the expectation, and they talked a good game. And uh, the, neither of them are massive kind of media contributors. You know that they let the people behind them play that game, and they like to do their talking in the ring. So when they did their talking in the ring, and then some. I was very pleased for both fighters. And uh, like you say, I'm looking forward to the rematch. Hopefully it's over here in uh, in Ireland. I think I, I, I would be comfortable enough with Katie Taylor retiring at this stage. I think at 35, she's um, she's reached her peak. She's reached the ultimate now in boxing. And, uh, you know, for every fighter, there's a different stage. Just, you know, the, the first 10, 15 fights as you kind of make your name. Then there's the stage where you chase titles. Then there's the stage, if you get there, if you're lucky enough to get there, where you're a champion and you defend all your titles. And then there's, I suppose, the decline. So she could probably short circuit that now by saying, right, enough. But she does have another peak to reach to sell out a big stadium in Ireland. And uh, yeah, wouldn't it be amazing? Are you going to come over to it? Uh, hopefully, hopefully Eddie Hearn will invite me over, you know, that'll be, that'll be great. Um, I, I would love to, I would love to come back to uh, Ireland. I would love, I, I hope that, uh, I hope Eddie Hearn gives me that call. And I hope he also brings Gogarty because she deserves to be there. Um and I think that at that point, that would be the time for retirement. If if Katie Taylor decides to have one more fight, that should be the fight, the rematch in her home. As you said, selling out a huge uh, stadium. Walk away, walk away on top. And um, yeah, and, and call you know, it'll be a great career. And, and the truth is, I, I don't know who who's out there right now that. Once you get up this high, like she mm. did. For this fight and for this occasion, I'm sure the only thing I, I would say the only thing that could get her up again or even a little higher would be a rematch in her home country in a, in a, a huge stadium, uh, and then walk away. I agree. There's nothing that there's nothing that she could do bigger. I yeah, don't I agree, and it depends. I suppose how the second fight goes. If there's a tight decision and Serrano gets it, you got to have the trilogy, and then you walk <laughs> away or whatever. But right. you know, there you go. There's a, there's actually a campaign afoot to get a statue of Deirdre Gogarty in her hometown in uh, County oh, Loud. Wow. So, yeah, I'm sure if there's a, an unveiling, you got to be over at that one. And uh, absolutely, please, please tell wh- whomever's yeah. behind that that I have to be there with her because I, I um, th- there, there's a story and I don't want to go too deep into it, but I have so much respect for Deirdre, uh, my ex-husband, who many people might know or maybe don't know over there. He tried to kill me mm. and and. I, I would so many times that we would be at the same place, say, I, I wanted Deirdre to be sitting by me. I wanted, it was because it was us. It was what we did that night. Not just what I did, not just what she did. It's what we did that made a difference in women's boxing. And Jim would always no, no. And even sometimes I would go behind his back and, and get it set up. And then he would go behind my back and have her push to the side. And, and I just, I hate, I hate him and I hate him for that. And, um, I just would love to be there when she's getting a great honor like that. This is all part of his controlling streak. Yes, sir. Um, do you do you maintain any contact? I hate him. I hate him. No, he's yeah. in prison. Yeah, twenty five years. I see. He got was it twenty twelve? So he still he'd be locked up for a long time. Um, how's how's the Netflix Netflix documentary gone? You've got a book out as well. There's a lot of excitement going on. You're promoting fights now as well. Is it in Florida? Uh, the next fight I have actually is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, okay. and then in September we'll we're gonna do something in Florida. But the Netflix documentary has been huge. It's been huge worldwide. I have gotten so much um, feedback from 
from really everywhere around the world, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, and, and as I said, just a few days after being shot and stabbed, left for dead, I, I said, God left me here for a reason. And I truly believe that that reason is to, to bring awareness to domestic violence. And if I can use boxing, which is my, my love, if I can use boxing platform to help me talk about domestic violence, I'm going to do that all day long. Do you find it's um, your message uh, like of hope in a domestic violence situation? And I suppose your profile as well, has that brought out a lot of people to you to kind of be able to share with you stories that the otherwise wouldn't have been able to share? Absolutely. I mean, I, um, I, I speak at different events, but afterwards, that's when it really counts because it's the people that come to you at one-on-one. They want to talk to you on a one-on-one basis um, that are really reaching out for help that need help and that need some direction. And, and I, I just want everybody to know that, that I do care personally and I will do anything in the world to help anybody. Christie's champs is my nonprofit that we're trying to uh, team up with boxing gyms and we put computers in boxing, boxing gyms, mentors, tutors, um, to try to help these young kids that are living in homes where they see domestic violence, uh, on a daily basis. So we just want to make a difference. And, um, you know, like I said, that's my goal. And, and that's why I think I'm still here. That's a fantastic cause. And um, Christy, just before I let you go as well, um, we've, we've seen a lot of fighters become bonded through combat. And I think the names of Martin and Gogarty are going to live together forever. And we're going to see Taylor Serrano are going to live together forever. Um, but you went one further and you actually married one of your former opponents. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Lisa Halloween. Um, <laughs> We got married in 2017. Uh, we fought each other in 01 on the Lewis Rockman rematch card. Um, it was a, it was a, you know, it was, it was probably actually my best fight of my career where I, I knew that Lisa was too strong for me. So I actually boxed and moved and, and stayed on the outside. I, I, I did things people didn't know I could do. Right. And she for sure thought I couldn't. Um, so you frustrated yeah. her from the start. Well, excuse me? You frustrated her from the start. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm probably <laughs> right. And I, I'm sure I still am now. <laughs> That's right. And did you have a big rivalry before the fight? Obviously, you, you, you were concerned enough that you had to change your style before you went in or you had to show her something new. Like, did you, was there any, uh, was there any dislike before the fight or there was certainly a sense of danger? You, you know, for sure. I, I, again, I knew she was, she's much taller than I am. She's strong. She's a very strong woman. Um, I I knew that I had to change my game game plan, use my smarts, use some speed. Um, and, and I tried to get under her skin at the weigh-in. She, she said something to me, you know, like good luck, Martin, but she said it really sarcastically. And, and I said, in, in not good words, I said, you know, basically good luck getting knocked out with a few other bleep bleep words in there. And, um, you know, so that's, that was our first words to each other. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's, uh, that's brilliant. But look, uh, I hope uh, you have many more happy years together and um, hopefully we see you both over in Ireland for the rematch of Taylor versus Serrano. I hope, I hope. So yes, yes, that would be awesome. Okay, well look, uh, Christy Martin, uh, a legend of boxing. Oh, before you go, actually, I must ask you, it's a big year this year for the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame. So you got um, inducted in 2020 and or 2019 for 2020, wasn't it? And um because of that, there was no celebration because of COVID. And then the, tw- the following year, no celebration because of COVID. And so it's like a trilogy event this year. And uh, you're going along and it's going to be wall-to-wall legends. Um, former former opponents like Leila Ali and Holly Holm, but also like, who else is here? There's um, 
Sugar Shane Mosley, Bernard Hopkins, Vladimir Klitschko. Hopefully he can make it over from, from being at war. But Floyd Mayweather, Andre Ward, Ann Wolf, you know, uh, who else is here? This is the this is the latest year now. There's Miguel Cotto, James Tony, Roy Jones Jr. It's an absolute who's who. And you're in amongst it. It's it's definitely gonna be um I, I was fortunate. I, I got to start going to the Boxing Hall of Fame as a as a guest um back in nineteen ninety-six. Uh, so I was there long enough to, I met the real legends of boxing, Willie Pip, Carmen Basilio, Gene Fulmer, um, Archie Moore, you know, I, so many great legends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, what did the all-timers think of a female boxer? Were they, they into did, it? Or? Well, <laughs> that's funny you ask, because when they first told me that I was coming in 1996, they wanted me to be the grand marshal. It was after the Gogarty fight. And, and I said, no, those old-timers, no way, no way. I'm not going. And my PR guy said, Chrissy, you don't understand. You have to go. This is like huge. You have to go. So I did. And, um, you know, the, the really cool thing was those old timers that I just mentioned, they all treated me like a granddaughter. You know, they took me in and, and Marvin Hagler, I ran from the entire time because he scared this shit out of me and intimidated me so much. And, um, finally we were in a line and I couldn't move. And he came to me and said, you have a really good left hook. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. You know, <laughs> number one knew who I was, but then he knew that I, you know, I throw a left hook. So that was it was it was just awesome. I have had so many great experiences. So to now to be inducted with those guys um is pretty cool. That's and in the first class. Yeah. yeah, I think um I think Katie's going that way. Um probably Serrano as well. Um and then you're looking at maybe past opponents of Katie Taylor's like Delphine Pursuan is probably heading that direction. And maybe even Jessica McCaskill, given what she's gone on to achieve. So you're looking at uh, a new, your class, like between Leila Ali, yourself, Holly Holm, a lot of them, Lucia Riker, but ended up in the Hall of Fame. I think the current class are going to do the same as well. So great stuff for women's boxing. And it all had to start somewhere. Absolutely. You know, and I'm proud of, um, I, you know, it makes me feel good that people are starting to recognize and, and that these young fighters remember a little bit about what we did back in the 90s. Yeah, great. Well, look. Christy Martin, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much today for joining us on the Rocky Road. Uh, it's been fantastic. And hopefully we'll catch you again. Maybe this time, next time with Deirdre Gogarty, we'll go in depth We'd on a famous to. battle. Absolutely. We'd love Okay. To. Now on the Rocky Road, we'll hear from our man on the ground at Madison Square Garden, Patrick Hyland. <laughs> Pajo, you're there as a fan and a friend and supporter of Katie's, but I'm going to trouble you for a fight breakdown, if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's perfect, yeah. But first, describe that atmosphere. A few tears. It was unbelievable. My wife was my wife was bawling. Um, it was just the best atmosphere I was ever at in, in my life at a fight. Uh, being involved in big fights as well. And, but there was just outrageous. Like I was there for the McGregor fight when he was in the garden. And I think the atmosphere for this one was tops it like because I think the Puerto Ricans and the Irish together we had a great party like it was just it was unbelievable who did McGregor's fight there was it Eddie Alvarez Eddie something Eddie, Eddie Alvarez yeah, yeah he won the two belts that night yeah yeah he started that, calling him the champ champ <laughs> that's right yeah yeah but this this you reckon topped it even for that even for oh, I think so I, I think so I think so it was just it was unbelievable like um, I know both were a sellout but it was just for women's boxing, you know, females around the world and equal rights, the whole lot. Everything was just there. It was just amazing. It was great to be there live. And, you know, it lived with me for, in memories, like as a friend, as a, as a fan, as everything. 
it was just one of the best best atmospheres ever in my life. Yeah, because like just to for people who are listening who might know, like yourself and Katie would have been somewhat stable mates at Brian Peters promotions there for a good few years. You'd know her kind of most more than most would. Yeah, I'd have known her since she was a kid. I remember come, you know, like my dad, you know, kind of gave Katie paved as well as the on the pro ams. So he, he got Katie you know, on them shows and stuff years you now, a good good few years back. Uh, but when Katie was smaller, she'd come up to the gym. You know, our dad Pete would bring her up and she'd spar around with me. But her Polly more than anything, I sparred her once and I hit her. I didn't like it, you know, because I know she was punching the head off me, but I just felt like, oh, I can't really, you know, give her, I gave her a good uppercut and she just started smashing back into me. But I just <laughs> said to me dad, I says, I can't spar anymore. Like, I just, I'm sorry. Like, she can move around with Polly. He doesn't hit as hard as me. Like, but, uh, and again, she held her own there with, with Polly as well at that, that time. And that's when we were amateurs as well. So, you know, we've known each other, yeah, good few, good few years. Like, and, you know, Katie and, and uh, our mom invited me, myself and my wife down to the house for their pictures with the belt with the kids. And we were there for like two hours chatting. And uh, that was the, the last time we were home. And that was after our last fight. And then I, I'm, I've been there, you know, massive fan of her and will always will be. And it was just great to be there. And my wife, Ball and crying there. She's glad I wasn't going to bring her. I always go to the big fights without her. And I said, no, this one I have to bring you. So she, she, uh, she loved it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So you're, you're, as she's doing a ring walk, I suppose, were you getting all tense, ready to throw a few punches oh, yourself like, almost? Yeah. Like um, the, you know, like it just, it just feel, it brings all that back, you know, like the, the, that walk to the ring. But that was an iconic walk, man. It was just, you know, just she set back. She just walked down slowly and took everything in and, it was just, you know, embraced all the fans that were there as well. Like, you know, it just goes to show the, the kind of person Katie is. Like, she, you know, she took her time. She didn't rush down and she looked up and she waved at everyone and she just soaked it all in and the atmosphere was just unreal. Mm. Now, I reckon most of our listeners are well up under boxing. They probably know a lot more about the sport than I do, for God's sake. And uh, so they know what Katie did well. But can you can you describe... Uh, boxing against the Southpaw, what she was required to do and what she did do well to establish a bit of a lead after a few rounds. Yeah, well, again, in order not fighting the Southpaw, you always try to stay on the on the left, stay out on the outside of the foot, like, you know, move off on your left and try to counter with that right hand as they come in. And Katie done that great in the first few rounds. Um, Serrano did have a great fifth round, like, I give her that, like, but I think controlling and the movement to keep her on her way from distance. So, to me, I feel Katie controlled the fight. People are saying, you know, you look on Twitter and all that. Amanda pushed the fight. Oh, she did come forward, but that, that's what Katie wanted. You know what I mean? So that's mm. what Katie wanted her to follow her around the ring. And Katie was pipping her with shots. Now, again, she done amazing to come through that fifth round. But the girl likes to fight too. So, and she stood toe-to-toe with Amanda at times and, and still came out better, you know, with, with her speed and, and stuff like that. But I thought she kept it. She kept it all nice on, on the outside for had Amanda chasing her had Amanda coming to her. So to me, I thought, watching it, now you have people there beside me and they're, you know, saying, oh, I think that was Amanda round. I said, you would think that because you don't know what we're looking at here, what I'm watching. Yeah. You know, uh, I could see exactly what the, the plan that they had, have Amanda chase or have a fall short, pick up a shot to move around. Okay, it does look like from where I was sitting, I like to sit up with everyone and the fans and stuff. You know, I don't like getting right down in the ring because I, I love the whole atmosphere and, and being around all, you know, some mad Irish and 
some mad Puerto Ricans and just yeah, everyone yeah. shouting and roaring and saying, this is this, but honestly, you should have won that. And no, just the what I seen, Katie controlled the whole fight, like doing what she wanted to do. I think that was her game plan, except the fifth round. <laughs> she seemed to have, we'll discuss that fifth round now in a second. She just seemed to have um, an ability to hit Serrano coming in with like a lead right hand, which was really fast. And then yes. it, it kind of crumpled any uh, any momentum that Serrano would try and build after in a, a, like a three or four punch combination. She couldn't get them off because yeah. Taylor was hitting her as she came in. And then when they did exchange, Taylor seemed to be constantly having the final word with a left yes. hook on the way out as well. Which you know she out. obviously saw something. Um, she saw something in her in her studies of Serrano. They two of them have been slated to fight for like five years or something like that at this yeah. stage. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, th- with that straight snappy jab, I would call that like a, I would call that you know your backhand throw it out mm. as a jab, like yeah. to to stun them coming forward the southpaws. You know, um, I tried it a few times with Gary Russell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, Katie's more of a boxing brain than yeah. myself. Um, but like that, we do that all the time with the southpaws. Stay on, keep stepping the left, and as they step in, throw a right hand out like a jab, not the hurt, just to to stop them in their tracks so they can't get their shots off. Mm. And I thought Katie done that <sighs> amazingly. And again, she had the last laugh and the last punch uh, every time coming out. As, as Amanda was coming away, Katie was landing a shot. And again, fans wouldn't see that. It, you know what I mean? Other people wouldn't see that kind of stuff. And they would have they would have winning points. Yeah, another they thing. Winning she, scores, I thought. Another thing she did, she was very good on her feet as well. And it seems that. One, I suppose one of the reasons people are doubting her were maybe some of her performances in 2021. She wasn't, she didn't look like the same fighter to me personally, anyway, particularly against Han and Sharapova. And she yeah. said afterwards that she had a, you know, I was kind of doubting her then in the fight against Serrano, but then she said afterwards that she had a calf injury. And I don't think she's a, I don't think she's a bullshitter, right? So no. once I, once, it, once the Serrano fight really ca- counted down and it was in the days beforehand, I realized I actually trust what Taylor's saying here. She did have a leg injury. And I, I thought she could then yeah, find a way if, to win. If, she was fantastic watch, on her feet. Yeah, if you watch them two fights back, uh, she didn't move as much as she did in this fight or yeah. previous fights. And so, in saying that, yeah, I, I, I would agree she would have had an injury link. Um, but, yeah, she was great on her feet. She moved around. I thought she controlled the ring. You know, like, made Amanda come to her every time. So, to, to me, I when people are saying, how do you think it went? I think Katie made Amanda playing the whore game plan and it worked like because Amanda came forward. Now I also look back at Amanda's big record, great record against you know more losses than wins. People like you know, so like you look at Katie, Katie has fought all top top fighters, like even through her amateur and professional career. And you look at Amanda's Amanda's wins in our last few our last two fights, she didn't she didn't stop the girls and the girls before that didn't have really good winning records. But yes, she was very dangerous. And again, she, lighter than Katie, so she could move quicker. But I thought Katie was absolutely outstanding on that night. What did she do wrong in the middle of the fight? And how did she make it right? I think she just, you know, maybe got a little bit lackadaisy and tried to mix a bit and got caught with a few heavy, heavy shots. And what she did right was... Survived that fifth round, hold on. But again, sometimes she didn't hold. She tried, she mixed with her. Mm. And she just... She, she hit Serrano, she hit Serrano with a right hand on the chin with about 10 seconds left of the fifth round. Yeah. She really should have been kind of dropped her knees at that stage, but she was still exactly. punching back. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still thrown, still, still like, you know, you know, didn't want to go down, didn't want to, 
you know, show up for the crowd as in like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to back away. No, she also still has that fighting Irish in her and she traded with her. But then sixth, seventh, eighth moved around, boxed. And in the, I, in the last round was just the last few seconds. It's ridiculous. It was amazing. It was. True, all that. Like, what was you know, you 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 were hardly wearing your sweet science hat. You must have been like a crazy person up in this time. Yeah, I yeah. Was, I was shouting, you know, I was like that, and when people were, you know, giving out that was a man's round, and I'm looking at them like, hey, you, you know, you're trying, you're trying to, you know, you're being a fan, but you're also then trying to be a boxing boxing man or a boxing brain and, and try pick and how do you want? And like, just there was rounds that looked to me close, but again, from the boxing ability, I thought Katie shade them. Where does it rank for you in the best uh, Irish performances you've seen, and you know that sort of thing? God, um, Irish performances definitely or, up there with yeah. the best of them. Like you know, Steve Collins against Eubank, you know, one hundred percent. It's up there with them. Like you know, the, the biggest shocks with Andy Lee knocking out the, uh, in the in the, in the Barclays Center there to win the belt and all. Like just just amazing. Like you know, it, it was it's definitely up there with, with one of the best uh, performances of an Irish fighter. Yeah, she has incredible. to be the best athlete of Irish history. I, you think so? Throwing that out there, I definitely think so. Like, you know what? What has anyone ever done? The girl is still undefeated. He's, she's won everything that could be be named in front of her, put in front of her to win. She's done it. Won absolutely everything. Changed uh, amateur boxing, changed professional boxing. So yeah, like I mean, it's absolutely got a claim. It's uh, then as far I don't really want to get into the argument. What about Roy Keane? What about even Roy McElroy or someone like that? You know, to be number one. Yeah. You know, uh, in in golf for so long as well. But look, look, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't really matter. And is she number one in Irish boxing? That's another debate for another day as well. But um, you can't take away the achievements that she's had. She's won absolutely everything. Who, if they have a rematch, who's got the most to offer? Who's got the most to learn and improve upon? Um, I think Amanda would have to kind of boxing skills a little bit better. Like you know, like I know she was she done pretty good. Like coming forward, but I think. You know, or boxing, or IQ in the ring. I think she'd need to pick that up. Where I think Katie, you know, we all know what Katie's going to do, and and we know how she will do in the, in the same fight. But to me, I would, I would honestly watch out for a Crow Park fight. We'd all love it. You know, like everyone wants it and all. Like, but I would like, you know, Katie to be done now. I think she's done everything. Like, so I don't think she's anything else to prove. Like what? What is the Crow Park one just for the for the Irish people for a big payday? Another payday? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, see, I don't see, I don't see the reason why she should or want to do it. Um, take the box, isn't it? To, you've yeah, done absolutely, absolutely everything. You know, everything. you've done everything. Like, you know, why why risk the chance of Ireland and, and you know maybe getting a loss when you've done everything in the game? And or why not? Take, why not just take pick every it? box? See, I, I, I think even to say it, why not just pick an easier opponent and fight that opponent at Crow Park and well, do it like go. that? But the appetite is there for a, the appetite is there for a Serrano fight. But I think more importantly, the fighter's mentality is there in Katie Taylor, and she wouldn't oh, see that as acceptable. You know, she would yes. not, and that's to be that's to be admired. I think in an ideal situation, just to be a bit cynical about it, like maybe she signs up to fight Serrano. Serrano picks up an injury a week or two before, it and you get a handy replacement, beat the replacement, yeah. and right off into the sunset. Like that's well, well, that's it. But then again, <laughs> she wouldn't do that as in a fighter's mentality. She'll want to, you know, fulfill our contract for a rematch with, Kate, with uh, Amanda Serrano. Yeah. You can, you, you just know, like it, as you said, she had an injury, she still fought through two fights. Um, 
you know, our fight, our fighting mentality would definitely, definitely want the rematch. Um, but I would love her to just walk away now, like, because you know, nothing else to achieve. She's doing everything, but again, it's not down to me. It's not down to you. Yeah. It's down to whatever Katie <clears throat> wants to do. Your old manager Brian Peters has done a great job with Katie Taylor's career. Oh, He's been with her since the start, and he was even with her when she was in the amateurs. Promoted some shows. I think at the board gosh and a few other places. Yeah. I remember meeting you backstage at one of them. Um, yeah. He's done a great job with her. Oh, unbelievable! unbelievable. Brian is—I just knew it. Like he—he he, he called me because he had me at the time. I was—he was my manager at the time, and he—he he rang and he asked me, "Okay, what did you think?" And he was like, "I don't really know." And I said, "Brian, you need this." This girl is gonna be exactly what she came out to be, the best in the world. Like, um, and yeah, he's loved it. He's loved every minute of it. And, you know, he's just he's enjoyed every second of it, and, and that's it. Like, you know, and he's done a fantastic job getting our all, all the great fights, all in the big arenas, everything. And yeah, he's just and Eddie Heron as well. You have to you have to give him a little mention yeah, there, bro. Yeah. You know. It's like you you know what it's like to get onto the big cards and you know it's nice to get a bit of help. You you ended up on a Manny Pacquiao card and now you see Katie ended up on you know support belts for all these cards like the Anthony Joshua and what and whatnot. Yeah. And now to be filling it herself, going to America, headline at Madison Square Garden. It's it's remarkable if you sit back and as they said on the zone as she walked out for that iconic ring walk on Saturday night. Sometimes you just got to stop and smell the roses. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like again, the teeth are was packed. Just for the weigh-in, like that was like, I know when I fought on the Manny Pacquiao card, and I knew that he w- it was you know a massive show him Marquez, and w- my weigh-in it was it was like that for me, and to me I made it in, you know I just mm. didn't care what happened. I was like I'd never thought I would have of, of being here at this moment, and I was, and the crowd was the same, in the theater I was there with my wife and kids, and I was just I was like a mat, you know like a child again, and I was like yes. You know, like it was just—it was brilliant. Like I know I fought there, and the crowd was was probably as not—I don't think it was even as big as that. Like it was just an absolutely amazing feeling, and to, to headline Madison Square Garden, the iconic arena, the mecca of all boxing, where all the big fighters fought, and she headlined. Yeah, sold it, sold it out as well. And to have as well the two women, yeah, the two women done it. And to have as well what's being built, what's being said by you know ringside reporters and historians that it's it's actually one of the best fights that the arena uh, that the garden has ever seen, which is yeah. incredible when you think about the the fights that have taken place there over the years. Exactly, like Muhammad Ali, all of them fought there, and they, to say that, and what I thought it was it was a fantastic fight from from yeah. bell one to the end. Everyone, everyone was on their toes and and wanting it. You know, like it was just to me. I I'm still. You know, loving it. I'm still buzzing yeah. off. I'm still on a buzz from it. So you, you've packed up and moved to the United States. You and your family. Uh, yeah. Ollie is gone. Uh, all of us gone. Up and gone. What's the yeah, story? What's what's the what's the big idea? Uh, um, I just you know, it's just a change. I think um, I feel better. Be, it's a better opportunity in life for my kids. Uh, so I'm coming over here now. I'm coaching and uh, I'm doing kids classes and I'm doing personal one on ones and. You know, down the line, I'll be opening up my own gym. I'm in New Windsor, upstate New York. And, you know, I love it here. I've loved it here when I lived here um, 10 years ago when I was boxing. And it took me eight years and two kids for to get the wife to come back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it just, it's it's a different life. It's, you know, just a different scenery. And I think it's just bigger and better opportunities for my kids for when they grow up. Like, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose you're based close to New York as well. So you could end up, hopefully, fingers crossed, all going well, ended up as a training base for young Irish guys looking to move across and fight on the East Coast as well. And your link up with Brian Peters means that there's, you never know, down the line, who knows? Yeah. The possibilities know. are endless. I, you know, still still friends with like Luda Bella and stuff as well. So there's, there's, yeah. there's some good promoters here and, you know, it's good some good people and, you know, uh, everyone is so nice over here. So, yeah, hopefully down down the line I get, you know, my own gym and start bringing over a few fighters and, you know, trying to get them, like, once, hopefully once. in the, in, in, in around the garden, BB Kings, all that kind of stuff, like yeah. a John Duddy sellouts there. And, you know, the Irish always follow down in the city. So, yeah, we just, it would be great for, for the. I think, uh, I think Katie Taylor's given Irish boxing in New York a massive shot in the arm as well. Oh, I yeah. hope to see, you know, uh, there was a vibe there after Conor McGregor fought and uh, people were talking about, oh, the Irish fight fans, but it wasn't really capital up, capitalized upon. So hopefully now that what the effect of Katie against Serrano will will create that. And just before I let you go, Pajo, I've got a, um, an old uh, stablemate of yours at the Celtic Warrior Gym. I know where you finished up your uh, career. Spike O'Sullivan is... Uh, is back secure, in the big time. <laughs> he's secure himself. So it looks like you're going back to New York for another Irish yeah, fighter having yeah. a world title fight. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm going down to Bark, uh, the Brooklyn, yeah. It's in yeah, the Barclays so, Centre, isn't it? Yeah. It's in the Barclays Centre. Spike O'Sullivan, 37 years old, is fighting Erislandi Lara, uh, who's 39, from Cuba, for the WBA World Middleweight title. I think uh, Triple G still has the super title, doesn't he? But, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Lara's got Lara's got the world middleweight title, as it's called. And uh, fantastic opportunity for Spike O'Sullivan, who's... How many fights has Spike got now? Has he got 32, 34 wins, three losses or yeah. something? So he's, yeah, so, he's a pro he's nearly... He's similar to my record, and he's yeah. 47. God, I'm 38. I might have a little comeback there and throw him out to the But he's a, he's a pro 15 years, and he's... He, yes. A couple of times in his career, he took business opportunity, he took money fights ahead of maybe a title fight, you know, maybe yeah. for four or five times the money, which is a sensible stuff, really, but uh, it looked like the world title shot or a title shot had gone by, and uh, now he's got his big opportunity against Lara, yeah, another, southpaw, another Irish fighter against the Southpaw. And... Yeah, he's been written off uh, in some boxing circles, but he's got a massive army of fans behind him as Listen, well. So like, exactly, he's believed exactly. himself too. And he and he has a, point, a puncher's chance. So you know, we again, like all of us, we we'll back him one hundred percent. You know, can he can he get the victory? Fingers crossed. He's just I know he's going to put in a hard training camp. I've been in training camps with him, and I fought on so many shows with him as well, over in Boston and everywhere else. He's just um, yeah, he's a character, and. I just, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the fight now. Yeah, and for his trainer, uh, Pascal Collins, would also be a first world title as well. And he, uh, he, yeah, yeah, att- attempted to bring you two one. I think your first fight together was uh, a world title fight. Is that right? I think that was, was. your first together. Yeah, I think you mentioned that on the was, podcast yeah, a bit yeah, before yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, it was against uh, for the WBC. Yeah, these damn south well. hopefully, Yeah, hopefully, uh, Spike lasts a bit longer than I did in that one. But you know, hopefully, if Spike gets the win. You know, he. He deserves it. He's a he, yeah, fifteen years been he's been around the block. You know, as I said, he fought he fought the big boys as well. He took some money fights, you know. I should have done that a few times over belts, but you know, he he he's a uh, he's gonna go flat out for that. I'm pretty sure I'd say it's his last hurdle. So he's gonna give it a massive go and hopefully he lands that big punch that he has. Yeah, that would be quite something, wouldn't it? Yeah. We leave it there. 
Pajo Highland. I was going to say Pajo, I was going to say Pascal. Pajo Highland, thank you so much uh, for joining us this week on the Rocky Road to give us your inside trip to uh, Madison Square Garden for a history-making fight between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Uh, I know we all enjoyed it, but you got to see it up close, so I'm jealous. I sure did. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.